one of his friends gave a weird laugh, but not a laugh that was intended to be, you know, malicious. He's just a weird laugher. And Russell Brand like shut down the show and like stared at him and got really fucking pissed at him <laughs> because they assumed it was that was Tim Heidecker. The end. Logan, what's your story about a about a wonder show? Wait a minute, about an awesome show. Great job, alum. Yeah, Logan, what's your story about a story you heard someone say on a podcast? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, the thing Dylan just said—that's my story. I oh, guess. that's even better. That's a story about a story you heard someone tell you about a story that they heard on a podcast. Yeah, it's all meta and stuff, right? All right, my story is Logan's story that he just told me. Oh, that's even better. Can't wait to see what Kevin says when he shows up here. Did you guys get like a million FSU alerts at like four in the morning today? Why would no, I get FSU alerts? I don't get no. FSU alerts, but I got... So I did. I got a jail telling me about it while I was showering this morning. Oh, I told Sierra about it when she was showering this morning. Weird. So am I the Sierra in our relationship and jail is the Dylan? I mean, who doesn't have a job and stays up till 6 a.m.? She's the only person I can reliably text at 4 in the morning and get a response back. Yeah. (laughs) I respect that. Help me do the math on this. I read an article about Civil War veterans' children still being alive, being like in their 90s or 100s. How does that make any sense? Because dudes can make babies uh, after they're real old. Yeah. So some, so let's say someone was a enlisted in the, the Army when they're 16 in, in 1861. They could have been younger than that. They could have been, you're right. They could have been younger. So that would make, so let's say if someone's like 95 today, when were they born? <laughs> What's 2014 minus 95? What? <laughs> uh, Isn't that nuts, though? Is 19... That nuts? <laughs> Wait, 25? <laughs> you didn't say there'd be math on this. Oh, on this Just use a calculator, guys. Seriously. Do you have a calculator, Logan? That's a cheating. Fuck is a calculator. Yeah, it's on my you... computer. Do you have a fucking calculator sitting next to your computer in case we do have math questions? No, your computer has a calculator. Oh, you know so much about my computer. Yeah, I do. It's Windows, right? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. You know everything about my computer. It's Linux, like how Doug uh, Benson pronounced it on his ad at the latest Doug Lesman. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he had to advertise like a computer IT thing, and he had no idea what he was talking about. It's great. <laughs> Did you know that a day after the Star Wars Holiday Special aired for the only time, the Jonestown Massacre occurred? That makes sense. Related? Like, I didn't know that, but you saying that, it's clicking in my head, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, of course it did. What a decade to be alive. Or not. That's really sad. A lot of kids said. I'm just glad that I never got done watching that holiday special. Where did you stop? Did you stop at the old man Wookiee watching the porn? Or? I don't know. I, I like some people fell asleep, and the rest of it were we were just like, well, I don't want to fall asleep, so I'm gonna turn this off. If my options are, if my options are to close my eyes <laughs> or to keep them open, I just I'd rather not be watching this film. That's really I, I don't want this on while I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm afraid what that will do to me. Afraid <laughs> the things it would bring out. Hey, let's talk about this movie or whatever. Please be quiet while I sing our theme song. Our thoughts go out to the families of those affected by the by the shooting earlier. No one's dead, right? 
just no, to make sure. No, just just dead. the okay. shooter is dead. Yeah, oh, okay. There was some people yeah. in critical condition. There was like one one person in critical condition. One was stabilized, and one was just grazed. I'm just glad that I have a house in which I can study, so I don't have to go to the library at 3 a.m. and get shot by someone. Why do people go to the library to study? Because they're dorm room man. They can't, you know. They're there's like shit going on there. Yeah, the roommate's asleep, or he's like macking on his girlfriend, or something like that. Yeah, where else are you gonna study, man? That's where you go. Also, it's just a really good place to go away to get away from distractions, too. Yeah, it's super quiet. Like when you get to the higher ups, like there's no one making noise. It's, it's really nice. I guess I just don't get studying. Well, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Well, studying is a great way to. Um, to, uh, to double check. To look yeah. smart to other people at the library. It's a real great way to look like you know what you're doing. Crack open a book and pretend to read it. You just go to the library and nod with glasses on. Hmm, you're, yeah. you're there to be seen. Yeah. Actually, that's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a club pub. Get your groceries, maybe get a little, get a little something on the side. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Your silence. Yes. Club pub. Hey. Know what you're saying. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Hey, let's talk about that movie or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Hey, let's talk about this movie or whatever. I'm Dylan. I'm Matt. I'm Logan. Um, yeah, and we're here to talk about the uh, 2014 classic film They Came Together by David Wayne starring Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. Well, uh, I think you guys know how we start this out. I, I th- and I, when I say I think, I literally mean I think because I've only done this a couple times. <laughs> um, what, what did you guys think of this movie at the same time? Go now. Count it down. Okay. Three, two, one, go. I dug it. Logan. I hated it. Logan. All right. Well, Logan, your thing doesn't count because you didn't say it at the right time. Do we really? Why do we say? Why do we say if we liked it at first? Like that's why we well, do that. I usually... Because at the opening, then we can say, hey, this movie's not worth it. Just listen to us make fun <laughs> of it. Or. Hey, you can listen. It's a really good movie. You should watch it and then listen to it and uh, kind of share your thoughts with us as you listen. You just say that in your cubicle. Just say, "Oh, I agree with you." Because I kind of I like this I like this podcast to be uh, sort of like a, a a a book club for movies. I wish there was a better way to say that, but there's not. It's like a podcast. Mm, is it though? I don't know. Um, but I, I also like to, if you don't feel like watching the movies that we talk about, but you want to be able to act like you've seen them, you can just listen to it. Listen to us talk about shit and say stuff. This is vicarious entertainment. Yes. It's right. a good way to put it. If you're really alone and you just want to hear voices. We can be like your friends. Yeah. We can. And we'll, Just email and us. We'll ne- and we'll never say your opinions are dumb because you can't talk to us. That's right. You can tell us that our opinions are dumb, but we can't tell you that. Hey, Logan. Hey. 
Name that movie or whatever. Right to that part yet? <laughs> Here, I feel bad that I picked this because I forgot that comedies. I mean, it's either you like it or you don't, right? Like either it makes you laugh like in an involuntary way, or it just doesn't tickle you. So, hey, yes, Dylan, pick what's up. Pick what's in your heart, bro. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm actually. I know Logan got really mad at you for picking this movie and did not enjoy it. I'm actually really glad that you picked it because I kind of. Uh, I didn't know exactly what to expect. I had kind of an idea, and it was not the right idea. And I'm really glad. What was your idea? What was your idea? I kind of thought that it was just going to be like a a sort of romantic comedy, like uh, uh, sort of in the vein of a uh, Wanderlust, like just sort of. Which I mean, I liked Wanderlust, but it kind of, you know, I, I just David Wayne, like I just. Oh, I wish she went a little crazier. This was kind of... <laughs> yeah, for those at home, uh, David Wayne also in the last year or two made a actual romantic comedy. Like a, like, a, like a sincere one. And I remember, thank you for reminding me, I remember when I first watched this months ago, it was literally as a double feature with, <laughs> with Wanderlust. So it was so strange watching a movie. I forget which one we watched first. So like, you know, watching a movie that's... Yeah, trying to be a, uh, a legitimate example of a genre and then another movie starring the same person that's I, a complete destruction de- uh, deconstruction of the same genre <laughs> it's very strange i hope you watched wonderlust first i think i i think we no i think we watched they came together first i think i don't remember oh, that sounds weird i mean wonderlust kind of does make fun of itself a, a little bit but it's like uh they came together this was like just a kind of crazy anti-comedy parody this is a funnier die sketch <laughs> like like a really good one and uh it was actually i think it was only an hour and 20 minutes too like i checked the time code uh, yeah I was, I, yeah i was like kind of sold on it right away oh just, you mean when just when, when, Red... <laughs> when it was just them talking at at the table in the restaurant, <laughs> like so pretentiously about like cultured things. It grabbed me when they're doing the montage in the shower, getting ready in the morning, and Paul Rudd <laughs> gleefully pushes the the um, movable shower head to his crotch and makes a silly face. <laughs> it makes a silly face. I think that has to be stated too. I have a serious soft spot for Paul Rudd. He can probably just make funny faces, and I would laugh at him like a baby. Where is that soft spot? It's uh, right on my head. It's on the crown <laughs> of my head. Please don't touch it. <laughs> it's only for him. Like no it's one else can Paul. push their finger into your brain that way. <laughs> He's the only one that can do it without killing me. But that opening, like it struck me as like this is like a weird parody of a Woody Allen movie. <laughs> like, well, it's a parody of like I mean, there's it's it's a lot of stuff, but like every movie that it directly parodies. Yeah, but that's just that opening. That's what that struck me as in particular was the oh the friends meeting and talking <laughs> thing and, and then and then New York New York being a character. I mean <laughs> which, that's <laughs> which they say repeatedly. <laughs> Very good. I I saw this movie today for the the fifth the fourth or fifth time and I laughed my ass off <laughs> after four or five times of watching it. it just Logan, what um all Were right, just like hold, hold on. Something else. Or... Hold on. Yeah. Let's. Uh... Let's before before we talk more about it. Let's just say whether we would recommend people watching this or not. I obviously, uh, uh, Dylan, you start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit! Uh, yeah, I would if if you're in the mood for 
a, a funny movie. I mean, you have like so many hilarious actors in this movie being funny. And there are so many other movies that these actors are in where they're like not allowed to be funny because of a shitty script or a shitty director. So yes, if you're in the mood to laugh and you, you know, are okay with really crude humor occasionally. Yes. Yes. I let's end on Logan. Just (laughs) on a downer. All right. He's, Uh, he's being so quiet. He's just winding up the rage. I can, I can hear it. He just, I don't think he wants to interrupt the happy things we're saying with vitriol. (laughs) Why would I? What what kind of monster do you think I am? No, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you're a monster like Dylan does. Um, all right. I would say if you heard us describe this as a sort of anti-comedy parody, I guess me describe it that way. Uh, and you think you might be interested? I would say definitely go ahead and watch this before you listen to the thing. Hey, Logan. Hey. Would you recommend this movie to uh, people? Probably, right? No. Why would I do that? Oh. Did you like MacGruber? I forget if you like MacGruber. No, I, I enjoyed MacGruber for a little bit. But what bothered me about this, there's no grounding in this. There's no like basis. This is ever like nothing is serious ever in this film. Yeah, it's a sketch through and through. That's yeah, true. It's that, that was of, it's like a bunch of different sketches. That's pretty much how it is. I I don't like I don't know. You guys kind of say that a lot about stuff, but I don't agree with you anytime I've heard you say that. But I I do agree with you about the groundedness of it. I personally I feel like I would have enjoyed it more if it were a little more grounded, but then still had some of the silliness, but it was like so crazy parody so you'd like it if it was a little more like wanderlust then we'll see i don't don't even want to say that though because like i laughed throughout this whole movie like i really enjoyed it so i mean i don't (laughs) i don't even want to say that they need to change anything because i enjoyed it so much that was just like it's it's like a magic trick like you can't do it again like if you try to make another movie (laughs) that was just this no this is kind of like the obvious progression for david wayne though he made it so soon after Wanderlust. Yeah. Dude. This is I, I think this is the funniest movie that I've seen that he's made. I'm trying to think of like okay, what uh Wet Hot American Summer is okay. I know he's made a lot of films. Uh yeah, it might be. He did the Ten Commandments, I think he did like a movie Which that you That was a series of sketches. That yeah, that was literally a series <laughs> of sketches. Well that's because it was it was an anthology thing, yeah. I actually enjoyed the Ten Commandments for the most part. I did too, but it was literally a series of sketches. Yeah. All right. That's are, pretty lame. are we actually talking about the movie now? Yeah. Let's, yeah. I mean, let's, let's, we have a disclaimer. Let's go ahead and this okay. is, at this point, you've seen it or you're not going to see it. Okay. Turn this off or keep listening. I don't care. I, <laughs> I won't know either way. <laughs> Maybe grab a sandwich, but yeah. keep listening. Yeah. Just have the voices in another room and you'll feel like someone's there. It's comforting. Uh, uh, until we start screaming for some reason and you get scared and worried. But I see what you mean, though. That, uh, I mean, there are a few times where it's a little, that's slightly too obvious. And, like, the jokes are a little too on the nose, like the ant flow thing. I actually did roll my eyes at that. Like, I've, how many times uh, yeah. have you seen that in a movie or online? Uh, what that reminded me of, like, there's even a shit, a shit scene, shit joke, which there has to be in dumb movies that was actually my favorite see that's what i was gonna say (laughs) uh the actual him shitting himself the guy shits himself in the bathroom at a party and i was like uh yeah really but then even that was so worth it because (laughs) 
there is after that there's a scene of them like confronting him about them finding his shit stained costume in the bathroom yeah that's that was funny that was the most grounded thing i remember <laughs> in the film like the most realistic thing i loved that part <laughs> i did too For it, some... it's hard to, it's hard too because some characters like some actors are playing it super straight. Like Paul Rudd is playing completely straight, Amy Poehler too. But then like Jason Manzoukas is going to be kind of wacky, you know, and um, obviously uh, I think that's like maybe in black will be pretty wacky too. I think that's maybe kind of as straight as Jason Manzoukas can get. <laughs> like he's still, he's still fun to watch. It's still, it's still like a character. Like it's still <laughs> like, Hey, even though he's just being a normal guy. Yeah. I wonder who did it. <laughs> the thing is, I felt like Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd were told to act badly. Well, yeah, they were doing like romantic. I mean, I feel like Paul Rudd has given that exact performance in other movies. But oh yeah, <laughs> like uh, admission yeah. with Tina Fey, that was a pile of garbage, and that was pretty much the same thing. Like sincere romantic comedies. I, what what that must was... he have thought? Like on set, I'm sure they <laughs> talked about this. Like, as you know, he's. I mean, it's kind of parroting his things. Well, that was um, anytime I've ever seen outtakes with Paul Rudd. Like, you know, or when he just every once in a while, something will make it into a movie where he just kind of delivers something with a weird <laughs> weirdness that's like not quite sincere. And it's hilarious to me. And I'm like, I wish they just let him perform like that throughout the movie. They kind of did that in this movie. Oh, with the uh, the thing. So it's just the little cracks that would appear that would get a and, little strange. Yeah. And just like his reactions to people <laughs> and stuff. That's like, what I'm saying. Is, is that, that's what makes this movie so great. Is that like I can see like people being turned off by like its gross out humor or or its like lack of subtlety. But you just get I said this before. There, there's so many movies where hilarious actors are hamstrung, you know, by shitty everything else. In this movie, it just feels like the opposite. Like they just let them go. <laughs> and you have you just by weight, you have so much funny, so many funny people in this movie. Like I think my biggest criticism is, which I don't even want to criticize because I enjoyed the movie. I don't think it it stopped me from enjoying it is the like crazy parody silliness of it. I, like, I wonder how this movie would have done if they had marketed it as if it were <laughs> like that kind of movie. Like, a, well, like a, like just a straight up, like not another teen movie, like an Epic movie. I mean, exactly. it kind of is that exactly. It's not, that's, that's exactly what it is. And I, well, it's not exactly that because those things suck, and this was and good. They, and those jokes, those jokes are reference, are literal. Just this is a thing. And and in this movie, it's like, oh, we're deconstructing this, right? We're we're like making fun of romantic comedy. Whereas those jokes are like, holy crap, it's Iron Man. Ha 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 ha. Right. Well, like yeah, they're deconstructing romantic comedy. But you have to. One of the reasons I just like it is I don't like romantic comedies at all. Like, so I'm just oh, watching. This. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I didn't know that about you, Logan. Well, who likes romantic comedies? There, I mean, they're really bad yeah exactly so i'm watching this parody of something that's already bad about how they're bad i'm like i know they're bad why do i need to see these like hilarious actors do i guess just do funny things uh speak stuff that's too obvious though gets anyway that um i i kind of go back and forth but when they actually have characters like say what they're doing in the background like basketball basketball are like uh it's new year's new year's new year's like i can't tell or when it's funny or not when they went to boston and people are like Oh, Sox, Celtics, Ben Affleck. <laughs> and then there's like all the signs are like the heartbeat. And, and See, that was, was kind of funny. There was a no parking sign. Oh, excellent. I missed that. <laughs> this movie has its moments, but overall I was just... Well, Logan, what were your... Where, where were some of your bigger laughs? So you had the pooping, of course. Yeah, the, the poop thing was... 
by far. <laughs> Were you laughing at that just because it was a guy pooping, or because no, it was the, con- the confronta- confrontation <laughs> of it? Because it was the most grounded thing in there. Like he's just chilling in like the in the bathroom, and the guy's just like calling him out on it. <laughs> also, like why? Like it's it's a Halloween Keenan party, Thompson. but at some yeah, but at some point they sit down to eat like a meal. Like they eat like lentils and beans. Like they're even talking about that. It's just so strange. Like they sit down in costumes. Lentils yeah. and beans and pasta. Yes, and they sit down in a, <laughs> at a dinner table to eat. Uh, did you guys like the Ben Franklin? They both go as Ben Franklin. That was pretty good. Because they they bump into each other, and both of their friends were going to try and set them up on a blind date. They bump into each other in the Ben Franklin costumes on their way to the party, yell at each other, and go, "Well, I'm out of here." And then the whole way there, they're like, oh, I can't wait till you go a different direction than me. <laughs> and they're like, oh, great. Our parties are in the same building. Uh, that's what, okay. I think if this movie didn't have Paul Rudd or Amy Poehler in the lead, I probably would have liked it way less. Even if it was like Tina Fey or something. I don't know. It just, they work so well together. I think it would have been better if, I know this is hard, this is hard to say, but like, um, if they would have used like actual... I mean, I guess Paul Rudd counts as this, but like actual romantic comedy actors, like if they had Gerard Butler and Katherine Heigl doing this, do you think that would have been better? Paul Rudd absolutely counts as that. But... Oh, he does count as that, yes. <laughs> but like, no, he, but I mean, it, he has other stuff too, but he's done but enough. But if, if they had that, people but... who like weren't, didn't have comedic backgrounds necessarily, but did star in all this garbage, I, I wonder if they would have been able to channel that to do a little bit I don't better. know. Now I want to see that. Yeah. Now that you've mentioned that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I would, yeah, now I kind of want to see that a little more. I don't know. Catherine um, Heigl and who would be the male Gerard leader? Butler. Hmm. No, take him out. Leave Catherine Heigl. That's perfect. <laughs> I would say yeah. I would say John Hamm, but I mean he's kind of hilarious. Yeah, he is. Who Logan? Yeah. Yeah, Logan. Logan Catherine Heigl and Logan would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. No. Logan, can you play a brony? No. How much oh. money can we get on Kickstarter to remake this movie starring Katherine Heigl and Logan? <laughs> they came again. They came together multiple times. And then we'll, we won't reshoot all of the scenes, just the ones <laughs> with them in it. We'll digitally replace them. We'll make Logan uh, wear a green bodysuit and just film it again. Speaking but... of like weird putting stuff in, I love Amy Poehler's son. <laughs> yep. That she has a son uh, that you see twice in the movie. He's like never mentioned throughout the whole thing. And then suddenly like it's just casually mentioned like, oh, yeah, your son's in, in here. And then Paul Rudd just like charms the son right away. I paused it at this moment to see how far into the movie it was. It was 34 minutes in. And also, Paul Rudd states that he got married in between <laughs> <laughs> when they were fi- when they're doing the fighting montage. Yep. I love it too. And then Pokemon is such a perfect like dated <laughs> like that has to be t- like it's a perfectly dated reference that like a film executive would say. Ah, my kids uh, they love Pokemon, you know. And their kids, his kids are like in their twenties at this point. But you know, when they were kids, oh, it's just that's perfect. Also, I don't remember so exactly what he said about Pokemon, but I'm sure, pretty sure that was made up. Well, he's talking about. <laughs> he's, t- he's talking about the card game. Like, yeah, that's kind right. Of a weak... <laughs> Sorry, All right. About the attacks. <laughs> that's only what I think of when I think of Pokemon. But okay. Well, that's what no, it's, it's, the card game never really went away. Like, just... but but that's that kind of perfect, like clueless, like thing that a an out of touch screenwriter would put in a movie, like for romantic <laughs> comedy. It's like exactly, exactly perfect. Like something that you could look up, you could access that information oh, sure. <laughs> and get it in there. 
Speaking of things that are, are perfect, his apartment is perfect. Specifically, his apartment's perfect. And the kid goes, wow, you're cool. Dad. And he's like, hey, I think you're cool. Hey, what's this behind your ear? <laughs> oh, it's a cheeseburger. And then gives him a cheeseburger to eat. I did like that, actually. <laughs> and the sister goes from, like, hating him, of course, to being completely impressed, like, after that one scene. <laughs> and then both her, the sister and the son disappear <laughs> until the very end of the movie. Until the very, very end. Yep. I think we're going to talk Logan into liking this movie a little more. But it happened. No. We're going like... to keep mentioning stuff that he liked. Oh, and we also have a uh, Sideshow Bob rake gag with a you can say that again. Tell me about it. Holy shit. I... Holy shit. All right, because Paul Rudd sits down at the bar and the guy's like, what is it he said? You've seen this many times, Dylan. You, got a, you, you, uh, you look like you had a rough day. You can say that again. You look like you got a rough day. Boy, tell me about it. Et cetera, et cetera. And I, I should have counted, <laughs> but this goes on for at least 10 times. At I, least. I was listening for a while, and then I laughing, like, yelled out, How long can they do this? <laughs> and it, it, it did, it it did the whole thing. It kept going for a little while after I yelled that. Until Bull Hader got <laughs> tired of him saying it. Until it goes yeah. back to them, they're telling the story at dinner. And he's like, all right, we get the idea. It, it, I went through the whole process of like, okay, okay, hi, that's funny, and then oh, that's so dumb, and then it got really funny again. It, it, it that was the threes, the threes. And I love the framing device of them having dinner, like that. That provided some funny jokes too, of them having dinner, telling this love story of themselves. Also, I was thinking because for a while the dinner seems very grounded. And you know the rest of it, the inside the story seems crazy. And I was thinking maybe the people having dinner together are all just really dumb and this is just the crazy shit they're imagining oh i just love like it's i love that it's i mean obviously that's like the audience the romantic comedy audience and, and they'll often like the couple listening bill Hader and um uh what's her name from the office i'm sorry ellie kemper is that yes her? ellie kemper okay great um you know are like asking each other questions when like I guess when like they show scenes that like don't really have a lot specifically to do with the love story, like it's a lot about like Paul Rudd's <laughs> brother, and like they'll talk amongst themselves trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like explaining it to Bill Hader. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I think he's saying that. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then, and then uh, Paul Rudd's just like, yeah, whatever, whatever you want. To yes, okay. yes. I don't remember what it was she said exactly, but like, was it that? And he's like, yeah, whatever you want, and then keeps going with the story. Yeah, but yeah, and then their their apartment, uh, Paul Rudd and his brother, and his brother's apartment are perfect. It's like not at all lived in, but there's like just a random pinball machine and like a bunch of like old signs on the wall. And it's of course it's huge, you know, it's a huge New York apartment. Everyone lives in a huge New York apartment. Um, everyone who's not Paul Rudd or Amy Poehler exists to give the main characters advice or to be like their sassy friends. They're usually. Um, usually people of color too right like they definitely nailed that like they, they yeah. only exist to build them up and his friends playing basketball and advising him that we all represent a different part of yourself if you could just put all of these together you would be a perfect person see i still can't tell if that's the kind of one of those things that's very funny but uh, like we were talking about one one notch too much like, like a just little bit too notch, on the nose a little bit too on the nose I, I did. Different? I did like that they all like pose together. Then at the end of that scene, yes. Best part of the, the best part of the, of the scene though was swoosh, swoosh. <laughs> As they're all taking shots of the basket, one of the friends is saying like, 
and they're just like they're all like they're all missing. It's all hitting the oh, backboard yeah. of the rim. And it's not, <laughs> it's not going there. And this guy keeps on going swish swish after everyone shoots. Like it yes. went through. That's right. Because in romantic comedies, they always make the basket. Another crazy but like subtle thing that I just thought of that happened very early on before it started going crazy is just uh, like, you know, when they're just chatting at dinner about this and oh, and then like uh, Paul Rudd says something and then right before it cuts to the other side of the table, he's like about to put his whole mouth over the wine glass. Like he goes to take a drink of wine, but he's like opening his mouth to put his entire mouth over the top of the glass. He's, he's just so effortlessly, like, silly. It's just perfect. I don't know what it is. You know, he's handsome, and he's Jewish, but not too Jewish. No, no. <laughs> that, was a, that was a line in the movie. Cut that out. Cut yeah. That out. <laughs> um, cut, cut that out of the movie. Uh, yes, please. I do love um, going back to the movie The To-Do List about mouthing things to each other, like, and they perfectly understand what they're saying um, when they're at the dinner scene and Paul Rudd is mouthing something to Jason Matsukas. He, he just makes an adorable face. What? Wait, the to-do list. Did you mean Endless Love? I did mean that. Thank you. Yes. I did mean that. Um, I don't yeah, think we, we even talked about that in the podcast because none of us remembered <laughs> any any details about the movie. Really my most memorable part <laughs> of that scene. And it did make me laugh just when they're trying to, like, Matt Paul Ritz, yeah, You guys remember this, right? Paul Ritz mouthing something out of Jason Zucas and he just goes, Ew! like, he has no idea what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I just remember that from Endless Love because, Dylan, you have done that to me many times now. <laughs> Just like said a full phrase quietly. Eventually, you'll figure out what I'm what I'm doing, and you'll point and go, ah. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. After a while, I'm just like, what? Or sometimes I think I know what you're going for, even though I don't, and I'll just get the wrong idea. I made a career saying. of people thinking I'm making a joke and not. So, hey, a lot of people have done that. Hey. hey, no one's funny though. Everyone's funny. Yeah, the kids. I'm just going to read my notes. The kid stuff is hilarious. I love when they're doing the stu. I mean, I love most. I definitely laugh at least every minute, probably. Like almost I, everything hits for me. I laughed a lot, like out loud throughout this movie, yes. not just like sort of, you know, hmm, and smirking. Uh, yeah, subtle stuff like um. I'm just going to go ahead. And, I mean, we'll we'll do this, but I'm going to go ahead and say like my favorite, easily the thing that I like laughed. I probably for a solid minute. Uh, was when when it just turns into a Nora Jones music video and they start <laughs> and they go in the studio and like Adam Scott is there and he has like, a shit <laughs> and they all look like assholes. Paul Rudd has a soul patch, and then they show the the like uh the little the uh, the text at the bottom like it was who was directed yes, by it says Adam Scott Parks and Recreation and John Stamos Full House. And they're in there working the boards for the yeah. Nora Jones session. They're mixing it in. Um, I mean, it, it's like a music video for the movie, right? Where like the celebrities come in and uh, yes. and everyone, I guess is excluding John Stamos. He's just kind of like sad in the corner, and everyone and else it, is having a fun time. Yeah, John Stamos is like going out the door, and it puts his name up there again. John Stamos, Full House. Yeah, I uh, that was I laughed for yeah over a minute or two, just constant. That, that and then was... it then it goes back to dinner and they tell their friends where they can probably download that song from like the soundtrack of the story that they're telling. Yeah, I, oh, I lost well, I lost my shit. That that reminded me too uh, about uh you know New York as the the third character. Uh, New York being a character. Uh 
in the story, Paul Rudd, like, kind of says that. And then Amy Poehler says that, like, New York was kind of like my boyfriend. And then Ellie Kemper was like, oh, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> Logan, what was, your, what was your favorite part of this movie? We already went over my favorite part of the movie. Which What's your is... second favorite part? The shit scene? Yeah. What's your second favorite part? Probably swish. Swish. <laughs> okay, so we went over all your favorite parts. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Like... Like I said, I didn't enjoy this film. Those, those were so what parts. happened, Logan? What I'm just trying to imagine. I haven't seen you in a while. I'm just trying to imagine you like watching the Nora Jones, like watching it just suddenly turn into a music video, just kind of start. Like, w- were you just stone faced, or like, what are they doing to this picture? No, I knew exactly what was going on. Like, I was like, please don't have them show up there. Please don't have them show up there. <laughs> and then Paul Rudd has like a shitty soul patch, and like Amy Poehler's wearing a leather jacket. It was so great. It was so pretty dumb. great. So awful. <laughs> I feel like you're it's just your hatred of of the parody genre. It's my hatred of romantic comedies. And parody genre? If you hate romantic Fine. comedies, you should love this. This makes Yeah. This like if you watched a romantic comedy, the same kind of things that you would criticize is what they criticized in this movie. Yeah, Sierra hated this movie because she loves romantic comedies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, but the thing is, all right. Well, do you I like already think I already think romantic comedies are silly enough. Like I would laugh at them, like I would laugh at this film. But it just when you're trying to parody something that's already done to, to, for me, like it just doesn't do it for me. You know, it's like in uh, that sports parody film where they parodied the dodgeball scene with the if you can dodge a bullet, you can dodge a ball. What are you talking about? Wait, that sports parody? Which movie? one? That's yeah, there's some sports parody movie, but they had that. Oh, there's like, like an epic dodgeball movie for was kind of a parody of a sports. Exactly, movie. <laughs> and then and then someone was trying to parody dodgeball. Okay, but these romantic comedies, like they aren't parodies; they're just like stupid little movies. You know, they're not like they're not self-aware. I guess like they're for the most part. so stupid. I don't yeah. see like the, like this is all stuff that could easily happen in a romantic comedy. Or at least the it's not the most ridiculous parts. Oh, the montage where they're running, they're playing in a field with a corpse buried by... Oh buried my by god! <laughs> I laughed a lot at that. See, I want more stuff like that where they don't draw attention to it, where it just happens. You know, and it's There's... like they're not making a big deal out of it. Yeah, just the montage of them, like, uh, of uh, Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler warming up to each other. They're, like, playing in leaves, a pile of leaves at the park. And then they, like, scamper off together, and it just pans down, and there's a corpse underneath the pile of leaves. Just a blue, bloated corpse. (laughs) Uh, And also a great, um, I hate this in movies. I think I even said it on last show that we recorded, where, like, people are in a car, and obviously it's just, like, a you know, B-footage of, like, a stunt person in a car, and they're just putting over expositional dialogue. Yeah. Uh, They do that, where, like, they're driving to her parents' house, Amy Fuller's parents' house, and then you see the car on the road, and you're thinking, like, oh, they're talking about the parents, and then the car passes by, and it turns out they're actually parked, and Paul (laughs) Rudd is, like, peeing in the side of the road. (laughs) It's just like that. Holy shit, you just reminded me about her parents. Just during dinner, yeah. they're having a nice time with the parents, and during dinner, the father's just kind of like, so, uh, <laughs> whatever Paul Rudd's character's name was, have you ever considered that white people should be proud of their heritage just like other races? <laughs> see, that's, okay, okay, um, Logan, see, I think, like, the difference there, specifically with that joke, is that, uh, like, this movie did it, it kind of made it funny, Another movie that's trying to do a parody, like a like an epic parody, would just say, would just have the dad be a Nazi, you know, instead of just like say little things like that. Yeah, they would not have something 
I don't. It's kind did of you like the, uh, the tiny like a. Uh, it's Nazi kind of like it's. I did not notice. It's kind it of was like on it's kind of like subtle and crazy at the same time. Well, you're not. You're missing when they first meet the parents and like the mom tries to seduce him, to seduce Paul Rudd. Yep, <laughs> the test. Yep, and his reaction was just. Per- I mean, he should get like a, a comedy Oscar for his reaction to that. Can we take the test again? I want to fuck your mom. <laughs> Speaking of his reaction in that scene where the dad asked that. Have you considered that white people should be proud of their heritage just like other races? He's like, no. <laughs> and then he doesn't know his uh, his Amy Poehler's last name. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know what to call her mom. Like, Mrs. I don't know. This is whatever his name is. I did dislike the French waiter. I thought that was dumb. But I guess, is that a specific parody from a thing? I don't think so. No. I think that was just a fucking crazy thing. I yeah, thought that was... that was a little too dumb, but I don't know. I like the rest of the movie so much. I'm like, all yeah. right, I'll just, I'll just tolerate that. I'll laugh at it too. Did you guys <laughs> like that Judge Judy thing? That was I weird. I was okay with that. <laughs> I didn't hate it, but that was weird. I didn't was particularly kind of, enjoy it. It was kind of just like a Mad Libs joke, like putting a noun. Judge I Judy, do, yeah. <laughs> I will say I've laughed more at this movie than I think I did in the entire last like 15 years of The Simpsons, probably combined. I don't think that's difficult, though. Oh, take that, Al Jean. <laughs> I'm out. Um. Oh, I love that Um. Amy Poehler uh, is trying to save her little candy shop, and Paul Rudd works for the firm Candy Systems and <laughs> Research. Who are trying to move in like a mega like candy store skyscraper across the street? Yeah, it's enormous. <laughs> it's enormous, and um, uh, also there's a there's a rubber pole. <laughs> and now I feel like we're just talking about the funny things in this movie. That's I guess that's all we can do. But oh, the rubber bowl. The rubber bowl. Yeah, that's at the very beginning when yep. uh, his sexual rival uh, Paul. Uh, when Michael, Michael Ian Black yes. is like, "Hey, I'm gonna go over <laughs> see your girlfriend. Is she at home?" And then reaches into the bowl of unwrapped condoms. Yeah, unwrapped condoms <laughs> just sitting in a bowl, and he's like twirling it on his finger. And then somebody was like, like a "Basketball!" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> somebody was like, "Oh, you didn't like you didn't know that there that was he didn't have any idea that was happening." He's like, "No, I thought that he was just getting a condom and then going to visit my girlfriend while I wasn't home." Also, um, sometimes... holy shit! Sorry. Yes. That was another thing that made me laugh a lot uh, again and again was him coming home while Mike Lee and Black is banging his uh, girlfriend, Colby Smulders. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he comes in and he's like, hello. Like he has the flowers. It's that sad scene with the guy coming home to uh, the cheating girlfriend. But you can hear them having passionate sex. Yeah. Their like, clothes are all over to... the floor. Paul Rudd. <laughs> hello. Walking around, and then he just kept, "Hello." <laughs> it just took so long for him to walk. You can clearly hear them fucking, and just at the moment, you know, because he's he's quiet for a long time in between the hellos. So you think, "Oh, this is the moment when he realizes," <laughs> but then there's another, "Hello." <laughs> that and again, that's another one of those things. Like this movie, most things. Like it, it does it enough time, like a funny thing enough times to make it funny again, like the, uh, the stuff at the bar. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it goes too far. Yeah. Um, let me see here. 
I do like the oh the sex scene. I mean, that's the funniest sex scene since Team America. That I was laughing so hard at that. The like shadow acrobat sex Just scene. The, the yeah, the crazy specifically the the last. But I guess okay. I guess Bill Hader might have been making that up. It sounds like <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's great to see Bill Hader like say just be filthy. You never see him just like say filthy things. It's like, oh, how did you get that last thing when she like <laughs> when you were holding her legs up and she popped it down? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, sorry, man. I was just imagining all that. I was I was imagining a lot of detail. But he's like, yeah, good for you, man. Getting in that pussy hole. <laughs> It's so gross. And then he said, which that made me laugh enough, but then he says, you can keep the pussy, just leave me to howl. <laughs> what the fuck? Logan, is none of the stuff getting to you, man? None of the stuff? No, I enjoyed that scene. Yeah, you did. All right, we got another thing you enjoyed, Logan. Logan, I, I get what you were saying, too, about that sort of uh, just format for a movie not being enjoyable. And, like, that can definitely be done poorly. Like, the odds are it's going to be done poorly, but I thought I thought this movie was really enjoyable. What are good movies, examples of that? Uh, let's, Airplane, I guess, is one. I, I feel like the there's a lot of, like, the really old movies, though. They're from a different time, though. Like, you can't really judge them by the same criteria. You mean, like, the old Zucker movies? Like, the older ones? Like, the like Jane Austen's Mafia kind of thing? Jane Austen's Mafia. Yeah, the Jay Moore. It's like a Zucker. Brothers. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm. Or what? Oh, that's what I I'm forgot about, about that. Like, what are you? What are you talking about? No, I'm talking about like the old, uh, old uh, parodies, um, airplane movies. Uh, Top Secret. Do you guys remember Top Secret? Was that the really shitty one with like Leslie Nielsen? No, that was Val Kilmer. Huh. I Top like Secret, Top yeah. Secret. I haven't seen any of these in a long time. I I still feel like Top Secret will probably hold up though. So so you're thinking that parody movies are like of an age? I feel like I liked those movies back then and then I feel like the horrendous like scourge of parody movies that happened in more recent years made me like those other movies less. I Oh, that's that's, that's definitely that's, true. Yeah. That's definitely true, 100 percent, 100 percent true. Um, it's funny you say that though, because I feel like the things that this movie parodies are very old. Like the, even the idea of romantic comedy, I mean, they don't really make those anymore very much. They do though, so, sort of. But the thing, the things that this movie makes fun of are like when Harry met Sally and like Sleepless in Seattle. Well, I think they're it's, old things, but they're things that people still put into movies. I guess that's part of the point, too. Huh? Like, you can parody this thing from, like, the 80s, but they're still making the same garbage. How did this movie, like, it stars a bunch of hilarious, like, famous people. Why does this movie get, like, no push? I think it came, I think it only came on video on demand. I mean, maybe a tiny release in theaters. Like, why, why did no one have any faith in this? I don't know. That's why I was saying, like, I was trying to kind of find an in for them. Like, maybe if they had marketed it as like a shitty parody movie they would have gotten a certain audience to go to it and then you know yeah and then i would have went because it's like okay this looks dumb but it's like amy poehler and paul rudd like hell yeah well well, that's probably why if you hadn't picked it i might not have gotten to it for a long time is just because based on the sort of reception that that i the little bit that i had seen of like how people what people thought of it 
I, in my head, I was imagining that it was David Wayne, like trying to get even tamer and more mainstream. Whereas it was kind of, you know, the opposite of that. Yeah. I mean, I guess like when you don't have any advertising, it's kind of hard to tell like, oh, is, is this a, is this just like a romantic movie? Like, what is this? Yeah. I never heard about this movie except for, you know, from like people who worked on it. So Logan, you like the kid, right? Hmm? You like the kid? You like that scene with the Pokemon? I like the hamburger thing. I Logan, that just, was funny. Logan just liked the reference to Pokemon. He was yeah. like, yes, that is a good uh, skill. That's a good battle power. <laughs> Did it make you feel uh, all hamburgers and hot doggies? No. And then Amy no. Poehler tells her son to go eat the, the cheeseburger in bed. Oh, God, I just heard what you said, Dylan. Thank you. <laughs> is, that, is that from a specific thing? I don't think so. I think that was just from, you know, the guy rehearsing the speech and says the dumbest thing you could imagine and go, oh, no, oh, boy. Green beans? You just make me feel green beans. No, that's stupid. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know if they cut something out, but um, I want to say that this is just like making fun of continuity. Sometimes the candy shop is completely destroyed, and sometimes it's not, and it goes back and forth. <laughs> I but... think it. I think it is just because um, of them not attending it at all, <laughs> because it was it was like that right after they see him out there, and they go, "Oh, he's he looks like he's rehearsing a speech." Which, by the way, he's rehearsing it at full volume, such outside that of their open windows, like that right inside the inside the closed windows. Those windows were closed. They oh, could sorry, hear what big, he was saying. They're big glass windows, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um so uh the the one lady like goes and tells uh, uh Amy Poehler, I think he's rehearsing this speech. Like we got to get you in an outfit and then they have like the dumb getting dressed montage. But then when they came out, the place was like kind of a wreck. And I think it might have just been because there was no one in the shop. For some oh, I think that's that's the unsaid thing is just no one is there. Right. So it's just, just people coming to destroy it. I did think that that was kind of dumb, specifically that I look like a chimney sweep. And then she looks like a, like a chimney sweep. That's yep. like something that would be in an epic movie. That's yeah. that's a joke. It would be something stupider, though. Like, I look like crap. And you'd be, like, covered in crap. No, it would be like, I look like Snooky. And then it would just be Snooky. That's what it would be. Yep, she would just replace that character for a moment. For that scene. Yeah, you're right. Dude, we should write a shitty movie. They make those. I just oh, did and it. Then, and then any, even if you would have enjoyed that scene, then you just feel bad for Snooky that she is appearing in a movie like, just, yeah, you'll pay me. I'll be in this movie and say, I look like the worst person in the world. Snooky. She's, yeah, she's horrible. A, she's a mother. We should respect her. Look, I felt bad for her. What more do you want from me, Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, I love Cup of Joel. That's his name. Joel. <laughs> I remembered it. Yep. There it is. Paul Rudd's character, Joel. That's his secret dream is to open a coffee shop. That arc is pretty great. And call it Cup of Joel. And then at the end, after he quits his company, (laughs) he's like, unveiling. And they have the big, uh, like, fucking tarp over the thing. And he's like, unveiling Cup of Joel and pulls it down. And it's Amy Poehler's candy (laughs) shop. Was it uh, Sweet Side? I think so, yes. Upper Sweet Side. Upper Sweet Side, yeah. 
And then just right in front of it, there's like a table with a coffee maker on it. With like the coffee machine that's like at your work. Like that's yes. in the common room. And, the... and styrofoam cups <laughs> with no lids. And a little cardboard sign that says, and cup of Joel. <laughs> and then uh, the best part about that is after the whole thing and they get married, it goes back to them at dinner. And they're like, man, that's such a great story. It's, uh, it's, I don't know why you guys got divorced. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, well, you know, she started sleeping with her old boyfriend again and her candy shop went under and Cup of Joel went away, which it was nothing really. <laughs> like really, it wasn't anything. And he says that, right? Yes. He yeah. says, which really, it wasn't anything. And it was this like lifelong dream, like any montage of him. It's like him looking at fonts for the sign. And the, yeah, the ending is great. It just talks about the drug problems. Also, the ending when he actually confronts her. At Dude, the... I, I, that's why I didn't call you on not asking me what my favorite scene was. I did. You never said that. I asked you. No, you never asked me. What's your favorite scene, Matt? Oh, thanks for asking, man. Okay. Uh, it was... Uh, when he goes to Boston, where Amy Poehler told him when they first got together, out of nowhere, she just tells him, if I ever start to get married <laughs> and then change my mind, I'm going to go to this bridge in Boston. His, no, his first guess is Boston. She says she's going to the the Brooklyn Promenade. I guess that's a thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she, yeah, she, no, she asks him, where do you think I'd go if whatever, whatever you know, marriage out of okay. Boston? And then, yeah, th so that's why at the end where he's like, oh, he goes to Boston. Yes. And then, oh, shit. OK, I get that joke now. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't just go to Boston like he goes with his whole company. Like they all walk to Boston. Yeah. OK. I was thinking that she said it was this place in Boston. <laughs> no, he just says that he just, I don't know, Boston. He just says that as like okay, a completely that's wild guess. so much better now <laughs> that he went to Boston because that was his first guess. All right. Anyways, he goes to where she said she'd actually be. Uh, <laughs> With all of the people from her wedding. It wasn't his company. It was the people from her wedding. Wait, he's taking the people from the wedding to the Yes, because yeah. he goes to interrupt her wedding, but she already left because she put That's on right. Groucho glasses. <laughs> that was something earlier. She put on Groucho glasses to see if Paul Rudd uh, noticed anything different about her. And yeah, he's like, yeah, you're wearing Groucho glasses. And she's like, oh. And so then she does that same test later to uh, Ed Helms at the at the altar. Egbert, which we haven't mentioned yet. He, I guess, would be... We haven't a, mentioned him the, at all. No, he's the, you know, romantic comedies, he's like the rich guy who's like a jerk or something, or like a dweeb. Yeah, the guy who's just, who's just not right for you. Right. Oh, and at one point, after they show their, like, weird relationship, and he's like a weird jackass, uh, Ellie Kemper at dinner is like, why? It's so, why were you with him? Why did you agree to marry him when he asked you? It's so obvious that you two are wrong for each other. She's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those weird things. Let's just leave it at that, all right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Leave it. And then she, like, she tries to, doesn't she try to interject one more time? And she, then she, I know Amy, Amy like, Poehler, like, up. she just reiterated. She's like, let's just leave it, okay? It's one of those weird things. Like, she Wait, didn't she literally kid. say shut the fuck up at one point, like, at the dinner table? I feel like she did, but I don't remember. It's like, shut the fuck up to. and let me let him finish his story. <laughs> I forget when she said that, but she totally did. Uh, I love at the end. Oh, wait, no, you. Can yes, get... I love at yes. the end, not you. you. I'm sorry, I don't love it very much. Yeah, like so it. then he's like, I know where she is. 
come on, everyone. And the whole wedding party like follows him, apparently to Boston, then back to wherever. Then he runs out to the thing and looks around and he's like, oh, she's not here. And then it's like, oh, hey, she is here. Like just sort of off to the side. Slightly a little, off camera. A little bit. Like he just didn't look over that far. Uh, fucking the, the people from his work, sh- uh, they keep getting like people keep showing up at this thing where he's like, she's like, no, I just can't be with you. And she mentioned her flight was leaving. There, that was the first mention of that. <laughs> she says, uh, she's like, I can't be with you. You got my candy shop shut down. And then his boss and all the people from the office come running up and they're like, no, that's not true. He saved your candy shop and made sure it'll be there forever and ever. And uh, <laughs> her ex-boyfriend comes up and is like, hi, I'm back. It's like, I'm still in love with you. And it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan, sexy Jeffrey Dean Morgan <laughs> from Grey's Anatomy. And she's like, no, nah, our time's passed. And he's like, oh, okay. And leaves. And then her sister and son come running up. This is the only time you've seen them in the movie. Other than, <laughs> other than that, that one, one scene. Other than the cheeseburger scene. <laughs> and they go, your, your ex-husband, his father is out of jail. Yeah, she literally and, says that your ex-husband, his father, or whatever his the kid's father name's father, is is coming and he's gonna get you or something. Which they, uh, the only mention of him was earlier when her sister says, "Oh, his father," because the kid was present. She says, <laughs> "His father's doing T I M E in jail." Yeah, I lost it when she said that too. <laughs> and then Michael Shannon <laughs> comes running up. With a samurai sword. In full crazy mode. In full crazy Michael Shannon mode. Yeah, he's the fucking ex, ex-husband, ex father of her child, running up and he's going to kill Paul Rudd. And this is probably, this is my favorite part of the scene is uh, after he fights Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd punches him out and then the cops show up and arrest him and they're taking, <laughs> the cops are like taking him off and they're still having this romantic moment it's just, in the background. Just sort of in the background, he like kind of gets away, and then they're they're not even wrestling. They're like shoving each other. Like the cop and Michael Shannon are just shoving each other back and forth, and then the cop shoots him in the face. At point blank range, and no one really cares. <laughs> no one really notices. And then they keep having the moment. Like the kid is there who just saw his father get fucking murdered. Well, I don't think anyone was looking. Like they were just kind of in the background. Everyone's like looking at Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. Although they did mention later, like at the very end, something about the the child, like, oh, yeah, he has been weird since he saw his father get shot in the face by the police. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was funny, Logan. This movie was funny. That was probably Michael Shannon. I was already laughing at them just having the dumb shoving match in the background. But then when he suddenly gets shot in the face. That was a moment in this movie when I was actually like clapping my hands and kicking my feet and like losing control. Of my Standing life. ovation. <laughs> I would watch I this movie that. again tomorrow night, like with some friends. <laughs> I would do it and I would laugh my ass off. It's pretty good. And I mean, there's stuff that I didn't even notice, obviously, since Dylan already pointed one of them out to me, which is a pretty big thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. That was cathartic. 
I think it was cathartic. I figured it out. Like, this movie was never intended to make money. It's just cathartic for all these people who are in these shitty movies, unironically, to, like, make a funny... To be able to do this, this movie? You might be right, man. Seriously. I mean, there's so many people in this. I'm just, like, I'm glad that I found out about it at all. Like, I, I think I only heard about it on a podcast, and otherwise I would have never heard of this. I think another, um, another again, funny scene is when he's... They're doing the whole, like... You're you're at your corporate office and like the big scene where, you know, like the bad guy, the guy who cheated on his wife or his fiance, like gets his comeuppance, of course. And uh, and then uh, Paul Rudd gets the Dick Ricker account back, of course. <laughs> Dick uh, the Dick Ricker. He's just there. Paul Dick Ricker is there. And then there. he puts their hands together in the handshake, but it's like mm-hmm. the wrong hands and they are just sort of bashing <laughs> their hands together. But uh, one example of, of things. This is for Logan. One example of like something that goes one step too far is when um is when uh yeah his boss paul rudd's boss like fires michael ian black michael Ian's, who black is like you know trying to talk and then the boss is like not one more word or i'll change my mind which I like is very that. funny i like well, that's, that that's so. very funny but then michael ian black says that's what i want you to do like that's <laughs> like, yeah you're firing me i want you to change your mind that was like know. one too far for me like oh, i thought shit. that was just really funny until like they actually spelled out the joke honestly I didn't get it the first time. <laughs> Once he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the funny <laughs> yeah, wait, joke. <laughs> so I liked that they had that in there for me. I I had been drinking when I watched this. Oh, yeah, that probably, probably helped. Logan, there you go. <laughs> Logan, were you drinking when you watched this? No, I was not. Oh. Well, there's your problem. Yeah, apparently. This movie is very divided uh, critically. Like, it has like a 60% met, uh, Rotten Tomatoes or something. Actually, very divisive. 69% of critics, 38% audience. Wow, it's 38% were pro or recommended? Yeah, so... So there's the problem, and I'm sure they... Do you think it was like, oh, this movie, I thought it was going to be funny and stupid? I'm sure it's like, oh, this looks exactly like a romantic comedy from everything about it. Oh, I wonder how many yeah, people watched it. <laughs> that's what it seemed like to me, just knowing nothing else about it. And it didn't really get very much promotion. So, I mean, even like, even if you were to watch the first couple minutes, right? Where they're just like at the dinner scene. That's, I was already sold on it from that. Just because it was so... It was so just a straightforward, like, pretentious framing of this thing. <laughs> but it was, like, just a little weird. And I really liked it. Like, I was kind of expecting the whole movie to be that, like, more grounded. And then I realized it wasn't after it shows Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler getting ready. And uh, Paul Rudd being silly in the shower and Amy Poehler just falling down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is a really silly movie. Maybe that's part of it. Like, okay, what if this movie did get a big push and we saw, like, every time we watch something on Hulu, we see three trailers for this movie, like, seeing the same thing over and over and over again. Maybe I wouldn't have liked it. So, Logan, uh, do you like the movie now? Sounds like you like the movie. No. (laughs) It bored me for the most part. I was just kind of, like, eye-roll-worthy a lot of the time. And it wasn't grounded. It just wasn't a lot of time. It wasn't funny to me. Oh, it wasn't grounded like Norwegian Ninja. Yep. Yeah. But everyone took it very seriously. That's the thing. Norwe- <laughs> like everyone, like all the ninjas took it like deathly seriously, and that's what made it grounded. Everyone here took it seriously. No. Yeah. 
They did though. Like they everyone like no one was just going off doing wacky wacky tabacks. I mean they were all super silly, but like at least Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler were, you know, very grounded. Sort of. We we oh. didn't even mention Paul Rudd's brother, which the movie barely mentions him either. He's, He's just great. like that bland character that's sort of there. Well, come on, every, brother, again, every other character bro. exists to Yes. Every character exists to <laughs> Did they just kind of use to pad out a project? Yes. <laughs> the character that doesn't matter. They, they're just used to like play off of the you know the main character. It's like a you know like a Bechdel test, like the reverse Bechdel test or something. <laughs> and then they even have them like uh, they have a falling out sort of where <laughs> where he yells at him for making money, and he's like, "Where where where he used to swing on our old tire swing? Where is that tire swing? You probably sold it for a couple of greenbacks. <laughs> <laughs> greenbacks. Yeah, I, I would love to like perform that." <laughs> so oh, I would too. That would be so good. And, and then Paul Rudd's like, "I sold it to put food on your plate after our parents died." Yep. And then that's where, and then that's where we were talking about earlier. That's where it, it cuts back to the dinner, and then like, Ellie Kemper and Bill Hader are trying to like figure it out. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> yes. yep. like, why did they tell us that part of the story? <laughs> and I love uh, early on, pretty early on. There's a point when they're like. It just cuts back suddenly, and Ellie Kemper and uh, Bill Hader are like, oh, well, uh, that's a good story. We we really need to go. It's getting really late. And they're like, sit your asses back down. That's when she says it. That's when she says, yeah. sit the fuck down. We're not done. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny to see her, see her swear. I don't know, Logan, maybe like, I feel like I, I don't want to put words. Yeah. That's Dylan's one-liner for this movie. Quote, unquote. It's just so funny to see her swear. There it is. That's my that's my box quote. And then mine is, I clap my hands and stomp my feet. Logan's was, I liked it. No. Logan's was, I liked the cheeseburger and the switch. <laughs> Logan's was, I ellipsis liked ellipsis it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Two thumbs up. His thumbs were up when he said that, I think. Some of this, I know Matt listens to a lot of podcasts, a lot of comedy stuff. I know he's into that scene. I'm I'm kind of in that scene. Logan, I know you're not as much into that scene. Maybe that's part of it too. Like I I know all of these actors and I love them and everything or most things that they're in. They are the people that you play in the other room to make it feel like you're not alone. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it really is though. Like that's it's it's just a bunch of like comedians that I love in like podcasts and bit parts and shows. It's just great to you know see them like be able to let let loose and like. I guess the contrast is Logan saying, like, let loose and not have to be grounded and just to, like, say funny things, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Who wrote it? David Wayne obviously wrote it. It was David Wayne and Michael Showalter. Okay. So um, the the three, <laughs> the Stella three were involved like, in this. Was he in this? Was Showalter, Showalter in this? No, at least I never oh. saw him. I never noticed him, but him and David Wayne wrote it. David Wayne directed it. And Michael Ian Black was the evil villain, which... I feel like he is the evil villain of the three. Yep, I love that they gave him blonde hair too. I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love that so much. Five stars. So has so Kevin has not seen this. Uh, last time I talked to him, he is not. What did JL think? JL loved it. She laughed a lot at it too. All right, Logan. What was your least favorite part? Oh, I don't know. I kind of threw up there. I can say that again. <laughs> Logan, what was what was your least favorite I, part? I don't know. Like, honestly, I can't really name. name was there a part where you, where you? What was the part where you were like, I really 
God, I would fucking turn this off if I could. <laughs> like, if I didn't have to watch this. Probably the opening, honestly. Yeah? Yeah. The, where the she's opening, like, where which she's, part of the opening? Where she's, like, going to get, like, the the boxes, and she's just like, oh, just knocking stuff down. Like in her, well, in see, that's closet. a parody of, like, intermanic oh, comedies. Yeah. The woman is usually, like, kind of klutzy, and she doesn't... Like, it uses yeah. stuff like that to, like, show that she needs a man in her life to, like, straighten her up. That was actually the moment that I realized this was going to be a really silly movie. Des- despite the fact that before that, when they went into the story, they said, so uh, if you were going to tell us the story of of your, your coming together, it would be, uh, it would probably start with uh, a wide aerial shot of the good. city. And then it <laughs> of Central Park. That. Yep. Yeah. Um, that reminded me, her knocking stuff over, though, when they come home. And her, she says that her son and <laughs> and her sister went fly fishing, and they won't be back until the morning. That's right. <laughs> and then they just suddenly start making out like crazy, and they knock immediately, like just shoves her immediately into this table and knocks a lamp over, and then into like this shelf, like this wicker shelf thing that has a bunch of stuff on it, knocks that over. And then they like move further into the house and you see there's a ton of those wicker shelves or there's like three or four of them in different places. <laughs> and they just gradually make their way over to That's each right. one and knock it down. That's right. It's kind of like the um, the room, like when he messes it. It's just kind of like, yeah, the camera's just following her around while he fucks shit up. Speaking well, of, t- speaking of yes. the room, they have a close quarter uh, football tossing scene in the office until Jason Mantzoukas goes long and falls out of yep. the window of the skyscraper. And then Paul Rudd is about to help him, and then he pauses while Michael Ian Black, Michael Black comes in, and he's like, oh, hey, I gotta talk to this guy. Oh, how would we not mention... Okay, Logan, how, how did you not lose your shit when Paul Rudd is having a, a beautiful moment with his very stereotypical Jewish grandmother... <laughs> where she she says, "I'm going to tell you a story about bagels, or it involves bagels." And then, uh, you know, they have a nice little hug, and then things get a little too intimate. And then Paul Rudd shoots her a look and says, "I want to fuck you so hard right now, Bubby." There's like obviously a moment, like when they're kind yep. of leaning in. Yeah, well, it goes from just like, "Oh, we're hugging," and like, "Oh," and then it just turns into, like, "Oh, this is happening." And that happens many times in this movie with most of the main characters. Yep. Logan, how did you not lose your shit when that happened? When she pulls up the pants and it's like obviously a sexy lady, bud. I feel like Logan wouldn't like that part. Why too silly? Yeah, I I think it, that it, that yeah. that kind of did seem a little bit like a parody thing, like just that thing that they have in parody things of like, oh, a young person's gonna do something with an old person, isn't that gross and crazy and silly? The butt part specifically, when it's like a sexy lady, bud. Yeah, uh, yeah, that part too. Because <laughs> I, I think like just when he. Just the pure I transition is what made me lose my shit. I, that might be my second favorite thing. Like just the, and then, the hug. And then yeah. when when and then when he backs out of it and she's like, ah, oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's totally. She's like, that's cool. Like I'm I so understand. proud of you. <laughs> and then uh, Amy Poehler tries also, it with tries it with uh with her friend. Oh shit! Yes, the lady that works with her at the uh, candy shop. <laughs> that she's like. She's like, y'all, you can, like, I believe in you, like, trying to hype her up for the relationship thing. And Amy Poehler just leans in and kisses her. And she's like, no. And Amy Poehler's like, sorry, I misread that. 
I think I think she even says fierce. Like she says, you need to be fierce at one point, <laughs> which is pretty great for a the that, person, a friend of color in a movie to do. That reminded me the Bubby scene. I think that was the moment when, uh, like, going into it, he mentioned something about the Bubby, which they haven't shown her except for this one short scene, or or he says like that that was his mother, and then she's like, "No, oh, you said it was your grandmother, right?" He's like, "Yeah, whatever you want." <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm just kind of like, I'm almost, I feel like I like this movie way more than I should. (laughs) (laughs) I I can get that. (laughs) Like, it's really just a dumb little like parody movie, but I love it so much. I enjoyed it a lot. Five stars. I'm really glad you picked it, Dylan. Thanks. I'm glad you watched it. All of you. Even Kevin. Oh, wait, you didn't watch it. Even Logan. Logan. I forgot to call you out. Uh, first calling this movie anti-comedy. It's not really anti-comedy. I, I believe I said kind of. Okay. You you put a weasel word in that makes me unable to... Okay. Yeah, yep. you can't deny All it's right. kind of anti-comedy. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of it is and some of it isn't. I think the well, anti- well, anti-comedy is supposed to... I'm not sorry. Go ahead. No, I just started in a really high-pitched voice, so I didn't want to keep talking. You started in a high-pitched voice when you started. It was, well, actually, this is... No, I'm just going to stop. So I think Logan, that's... tell us what anti-comedy is. Sorry, you just started while I... No, talk... you, you do it, you do it. You're good. It's all you, Dylan. Logan, do it. Logan, talk about it. Tell us what anti-comedy is. <laughs> at that point it's just like we're just doing the the simpsons making fun of <laughs> married with married children, with children. <laughs> <laughs> the punchline is, is just flushing totally speaking of i hate that i love the scene where egbert slash ed helms comes out of the bathroom and instantly starts like yeah, he, getting everyone's attention, <laughs> and he's buckling his belt like he's putting yep. his pants on as he, he's coming out of the bathroom. He definitely went number two, and he just comes out instantly, like while he's putting his pants back <laughs> yeah. together. Instantly, propose gets everyone's attention to propose to Amy Poehler. Also, I think at one point when he calls her, he says, "Hey, it's Egg Flap." Oh, he says the fake name. Is he like, trying to be funny? Egg, egg Flirt. Or it's just—I don't think it's a name that we heard before. <laughs> like it wasn't Egg Fart. Which is what Amy Poehler said earlier. Eggman, too. He was just like his egg flap. Like he doesn't even know his. Yeah, I like name. I like subtle things like that. Hey, Logan. Logan. Hey, what's up? At least that was an anti-comedy. All right, you want to like give you a definition of it? We'll just start. Say what you're gonna say before I interrupt you three times. No, I was, you were saying this. I was just gonna. I was just saying like it is like anti-comedy. It's supposed to. Just be kind of awkward and not funny. like, <laughs> And that's the part that I just found awkward and not funny. <laughs> Did you laugh when it helps came out of the bathroom and proposed? No, I didn't, actually. <laughs> All right. Did you say, I, oh, I like bullshit. I like the part where he was being a turkey during Thanksgiving. That was pretty solid. That's, that's how I... Uh... <laughs> 
Like, I, I wish that I could do that. Who was actually, Jason? actually, the way that everyone acts in like that movie, I wish I could just act like that. This is an explanation of how I act in life. That's how I want to act, but people would go, oh, that person's a lunatic, and like call someone to come get me. They'd be like, oh, he's not, he knows this isn't a movie, right? So I tone it down a little bit. I don't want to, though. Like, I know it's not, but I want to act like I don't. So you're like a psychopath that, like, you're a guy, like, okay, you don't, you don't have emotions, but you can see them in other people. Like, and you can, you know, like, you know what's socially appropriate and what's not. So you can at least, like, tailor how you act around that. No, I have empathy, though, because I don't give a shit about, like, sure. social appropriateness. I just, I don't want to make anyone feel too weird. <laughs> so you don't want to embarrass anyone else by association by being around you? Yeah, like, I just feel bad when people feel like, oh, uh, this feels See, I'm the other way. Out. I just, like, I feel people out constantly Sorry. by saying, by, like, saying code joke references until they get it, and then I talk to them. And if they don't, I don't. I do that, but I don't want people to, like, literally be like, uh-oh, like, do I need to call some sort of emergency services? <laughs> Where's your mom? <laughs> do you have a parent here? Hey, Logan. Hey. What other movies have you seen recently? Uh, Snowpiercer. Oh, yeah? Uh-oh. Are we going to talk about this? We should uh, save that for Kevin. Yeah, it's already 10 o'clock. What did you think of it? Just real quick, just like one, two words. It was... I liked it. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but... All right, well, next week we're tag team, and then see you and me next week, Logan. We will have to talk about this, I think, all of us. Kevin should be here for it. But it's pretty solid. Go check it out, guys. I'll just say, on paper, I feel like I should have liked it, but I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised you didn't. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> I wish I enjoyed it. We'll talk about it more. So that's the right. exact opposite, then. Like a movie that you went in assuming you'd love. And came out not loving it as much. I didn't assume I would love it, but I I did think I would like it, and I didn't. I like it enough for all of us. It's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that more later. Dylan, what have you been watching? Well, uh, I'm watching a movie that you may know as um, the Red Box on Netflix. Live, Die, Repeat? Oh, That's what? the one. <laughs> I love that movie. You might know it as the, the, the Red Box on Netflix that has the old lady's face on it looking at you. Uh, and I know it as the taking of Deborah Logan. Yeah, I know oh, it as that too. I gotta watch that. That looked really good. Produced by Brian Singer, which is the weirdest fucking thing. I don't. I don't want to ever watch it. Was it good? I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to ever watch it. <laughs> it. It's okay. No, it's good. It's good. If you know, it, it's it's exactly what you think it is. You know, it's like a little found <laughs> footage horror film. It's a good one of those. Cool. I, I don't ever want to watch it. There you go. I will say the last, I mean, no spoilers, but the, they use a, they don't really use a lot of like out and out CG. Like I'm sure they do, but you know, they're not just like creating CG things at the very end. There's a CG scene that I really should think looks stupid, but for some reason I can't stop like getting it out of my nightmares. Oh, I've, just, like, I've, I've never seen anything specifically like that. And, and if you guys ever watch it, you're going to say, Oh, that's fucking dumb. But for some reason that, that haunts me. Give me so, a time uh, code. I'll fast forward it to that. It's like literally the last, probably the last scene before like the wrap up. Because I'm I'm interested in seeing horrifying things, but not Alzheimer's stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of the hospital and like you know if you if you ha if you had to deal with like a grandmother, like someone in your life, you know, yeah. deteriorate like that, it's pretty. It's definitely no point in watching this then. But yep. yeah, it's 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 okay. Uh, it's it's exactly you know it's 
it's like right there with like VHS or whatever. It's pretty okay. And the second movie I saw, which I feel a little bad about because I know we were talking about doing it, um, In a World. With the, oh, I watched that. Yeah, I uh, I liked it a lot. I liked it. I, w- I wouldn't <laughs> say a lot. I liked it, though. I, li- I definitely like, there were definitely a lot of flaws. And definitely like I wish, I wish it would have like gone a bit stronger in either direction. But I just loved how right. low-key it was. And I loved seeing comedic actors play more serious roles like Demetri Martin was fantastic um yeah I yeah, I kind of yeah. feel like I, I get that feeling from a lot of movies like what you said about wishing that it had just went stronger in a specific direction yeah like it went either stronger parody or stronger but then on the other hand I kind of like how it's just kind of like a little slice of life and and there's a lot of I mean there's a you know a lot of like deep metaphor and things in it but um you know just taking on the surface it's still just like a, a fun little like a cool movie about a fully developed female character, which is great. You don't see that a lot. Yeah, and I mean, this was... Was this the first thing that um, uh, Lake Bell did? I, I assume it's the first thing she, like, wrote in... I don't know if she directed it, but... Yeah, yeah I mean, I, like, I, the first thing that she's ever been involved with. <laughs> I mean... Oh, ever in the yeah, world, the, yeah. The first movie that she wrote and directed. I mean, I, I feel like it's not bad for a first movie. Oh no no Definitely. yeah I like it. I like it a lot I like how um I just like how Loki is I like how realistic I, and specifically like I think Stephen Colbert and uh, Stephen Colbert I'm sorry Rob Corddry and um um the lady who was in this movie who plays his wife in in a world the lady who is in the... <sighs> she's in the corporation scene this is the scenes I forgot her name she plays Melinda Gates and I Steve <laughs> she's been in a lot of stuff Michaela Watkins I think that's her name okay. Okay, anyway, yeah, they play a couple and they go through like a lot of problems and it's just great to see Rob Corddry and this actress like give a better, new, more nuanced, like realistic performance as a couple even though, you know, they've just done like silly garbage before this. Yeah. I'm done talking about it. I liked it. Matt, what have you seen? I, I liked it too. Um, oh boy, last night I watched um, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Oh, boy. You want to know why I watched it? First of all, it's hilarious that it's already out on DVD, and yes. It's not. It was out on a USB port. It was oh, boy. My TV. <laughs> and here's why I watched it. Uh, there were six movies on this USB, and there was a little kitty cat asleep in my lap when the other movie went off, oh, and I didn't God. want to get up. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'll watch this. And I watched it. Wow. Yep. How was it really? How was it? How really? How was it really? How because everyone's very down on it. Did you like the first Sin City? When I was in high school, it was pretty cool. I haven't seen it since. That's exactly how I feel like. <laughs> if you if you really like the uh, first Sin City, like you should watch this. It's it's kind of more of the same. It's definitely not as good. Why are uh, the, so the reviews are abjectly awful. Like it's not like mediocre. Like the reviews are garbage reviews. Well, I mean, it's kind of a mess because like it goes straight into like s- some crazy shit and you're not sure if what you're watching like it's really silly right off the bat and you're not sure if what you're watching is a recounting of a story or a memory or something that's happening or if a guy like the first part of this thing was a guy retelling all right, the first part is not a guy retelling, but then immediately after that, it's him remembering earlier in the night, and then it 
just seamlessly jumps back to after he was remembering and it's unclear. That just sounds like the first movie. They did a lot of that, a lot of the same. Yeah, but I I think it's maybe just like, just because right off the bat, there's like, before you have a handle on anything that's going on, it's just like silly, crazy. Like you, it's, there's nothing to latch onto to like lead you into the movie. And um, most, I think most of the movie was new stuff written by Frank Miller for the movie. Oh, because aren't there like a bunch of, there's a bunch of those graphic novels, right? Yeah, and there is there's a uh, like a thing or two from the graphic novels in this, but I think like the majority of the movie is stuff that Frank Miller wrote for this movie. Oh boy! Oh, That's... and it's this is super weird, but this was actually my favorite part is that the timelines don't they kind of don't match up like with the characters. I actually looked this up online to see like if someone could explain it and some people sort of tried to explain it, but it still doesn't really work as far as I can tell. Just based on how the characters were in the first thing and how they were in this and like things that happened and characters that were working together, like it does not line up. Like some people would have been dead at certain parts and like that doesn't make any sense. That's my favorite part of the movie. Well, yeah, the, didn't they do that they in the first that. movie, right? They did that all the time, I thought. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. No, they didn't. It The no. timeline kind of made sense in the first movie. Uh, do they address Brittany Murphy's untimely passing? No, they ignore mm. that. Also, uh, uh, Josh Brolin plays the same character that Clive Owen played. But Clive Owen didn't play that character until after he had already gotten like complete facial reconstruction surgery. And that was something that was actually like when the first movie came out, he had already had that surgery. Like that was an established thing. So that was okay. (laughs) But I kind of wish that they had uh, gotten Clive Owen back like after in this movie when when Dwight gets facial reconstruction surgery i wish that they had gotten clive owen back for just the very brief part of the movie it's a little thing like that that would have shown like oh the people actually care who are making this right it doesn't it doesn't like to the casual observer seem like oh clive owen knows that this is garbage yeah it just pretty much said okay clive owen thought this wasn't worth his time that's i don't get like this movie i guess it's just like i mean who wants a sin city sequel 10 years like that was definitely one of those flash in the pan things where for a while everyone cared about it and so it's that in avatar right where it's like a huge sensation for a little bit and then it's just kind of no one cares well i feel like with sin city particularly i feel like a lot of people loved it mostly just because it was so fucking weird that it was just like kind of a big movie they got like a big release that was crazy At the time, too, like, I mean, it was that was still when, like, green screen movies were novelties, right? In, like, 2004. Right. Yeah. That's true. And, I mean, if you're, like, in high school or college aged, like, and you're a male, like, that's, like, candy for you. Yeah. Like, hard-boiled. Which, which again, this was not as good as the first one. I can can say that confidently without having seen the first one in a long time. Uh, But, I mean, if you are interested in it, yeah, check it out. I don't care. Whatever. (laughs) I don't care, whatever. It can be whatever you want it to be. Whatever. I was surprised at how much it cost to make. Like, I looked up the uh, budget, and, yeah, it lost a lot of money. That well, who, Which, who thought which that be? must have been, like, 100%. The budget must have all went to just talent. Oh, to all these actors, right? Yeah, nothing else cost money. <laughs> like, you need to pay people to, like, make the effects, but 
there were like no real places anywhere and at this point like sure in 2004 it was novel but at this point like oh yeah you want to do that okay come to my house and we'll film it in the garage you know, yeah it's exactly. like super cheap to do that nowadays uh that's yeah i, I don't understand like how i remember the sensitive sequel being like a kind of a big deal in the background for years right i mean this has been in development for a long time and right, just the idea yeah. Of, yeah. and just like when it comes out like i literally see no commercials i hear nothing about it oh uh, what is that like some uh cartoon like animated sequel they're doing like no one is involved from the original. Yeah, we got no coverage. It just, I'm sorry, and I'm just, it boggles my mind. Like, yeah, it's like, like I, I guess, like, why would they even make it if they, if no one has faith in it, <laughs> it will make anyone money. You guys know comics more than me. It's fair to say, just in general. That's very fair to very say. Fair. <laughs> That's almost too fair. <laughs> uh, what's the last thing that Frank Miller did that was good? Was it RoboCop 2? Was it the Dark Knight Returns oh. book? Oh, you mean like Wait, comic books? Are you, yeah, you're talking just about anything. comic books. What was movies? the last thing that Frank Miller did that was that was good? Like, why is everyone why why for a time was everyone very up on Frank Miller? I think because of '90s '90s syndrome, I, everything had to be gritty and. And he was like the ultimate gritty guy, right? I think the last thing that I read of his, which I liked, but like in the way that like this is interesting because it's a crazy person making garbage. You say All Star Batman? <laughs> yep. Yeah. All Star Batman. Is that the Robin. one where it says like I'm the goddamn Batman? Is yeah. that where that comes from? Yep. Oh, that's awesome. It's like, what are you retarded? I'm the goddamn Batman. Oh, dropping R bombs and GD bombs. Which is funny because i think that you know people thought that was super stupid when he said that to begin with like the detractors uh i kept reading because again it's a crazy person making garbage what's not to be interested in who wouldn't want to see like a train wreck there's bodies there's gore <laughs> it smells bad yeah did, and, did he do and i i kept re- uh, i was gonna say though he kept going and like the next issue or two he started doubling down, like quadrupling down, where people were saying the goddamn Batman, like on every page, like it was constant. And I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, <laughs> there was the one... people, the people who hate you, hate you. Like the people who like you are going to hate you now because you're fucking annoying old man, like what? just being mean to people through your comics. One of the. <laughs> I remember seeing a screen cap for this, but it's, uh, I'm the goddamn Batman. I'll call my goddamn car whatever I goddamn well please. <laughs> that, was an act- that was an actual line from the comics. Wait, like over and over again like that? <laughs> that Jesus. was That was like one line of dialogue from him. That's a... Okay, so that makes me think like the next issue after that is just like, it's literally uh, the comic panels are like a three camera sitcom and then he walks in and then everyone claps when he says his catchphrase. Like that's what it sounds like. There is a, <laughs> all right, so this is a, in, in whatever all-star Batman universe, Green Lantern still has a weakness to yellow. Like he can't affect things that are yellow. Yeah. That's so, the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So he invites, yeah, like, but Green I mean, in, in old comics, they just, they had to throw something in there that is your weakness. Yeah. Wait, like literally the color yellow? Like it's it doesn't matter. Yellow. Yeah, the that's... ring doesn't work on the color yellow. Like that's his kryptonite? Like, ah, the color a yellow crayon. Which, like it doesn't defeat him or that's kill so him, but his ring doesn't work on it. Yeah, his well, ring that's all he's got. It. Yeah. <laughs> this is a ring. So if I peed on a sword, I could just stab him and he you know couldn't do anything. I mean oh, yellow is your pee. Yeah, like is your like, like, like if I don't drink any water for you okay? And like you should like coat your does it coat things? Like is it very like like is it like a gel? 
Dylan, you <laughs> really need to talk to a doctor. It's pretty much chicken noodle soup. What's chicken your health doctors. insurance situation? Uh, I think I was dropped for being too old. Oh, yeah. Oh, You're boy. over 25? Yep. Delicious chicken and noodle soup. It's viscous. It's tasty. It's a brothy. Oh, and you're eating it, Dylan. It's you sterile. To, you need to go to the hospital. Just go to the hospital like all poor people do. All right, they'll take care of it. But we look out for our own in this country. But there was a scene where Greenland's looking for Batman and eventually take him to this room. And, like, Batman's in this room that's painted yellow, and he and Robin are painted yellow, and Batman's drinking lemonade. Yep. I, I think that was actually... Um... My favorite part of that book before I couldn't take it anymore <laughs> was just the fact that Green Lantern was portrayed as a fucking idiot. And that was the explanation of how, uh, as Batman criticized him, like you have this extremely powerful, like cosmically powerful weapon and you use it to make like giant boxing gloves and mouse traps. Isn't that always the thing? Like I know nothing about comics, and I know that's the joke with Green Lantern is that yeah, he can do whatever he wants, and it's just like let me make a, a fighter plane or a sword. I just thought that was funny. Like, and that was he was portrayed as he was a complete idiot, and that's why he still did that. Green Lantern has always been one of the lamer characters, right? Like, no. seems it, pretty it, lame. It absolutely depends on who's writing it. Green Lantern is actually one true. of the more popular characters. In the oh, popular, movies. sure, but like, just kind of, I don't know, that movie was really bad. Sorry. No. <laughs> it's mostly what I'm thinking of. Again, Dylan's comic knowledge is based on the comic book movies. Yeah. More or less. And that, I, I don't even see most of those. Most of that time. movie was garbage. I don't even remember if I finished watching it. <laughs> I still have to watch Batman Returns. I forgot to do that. Oh, yeah, that's on Netflix yeah. now. <laughs> yep, I was going to report on that. Oh, well. Uh, I remember I was infatuated with Michelle Pfeiffer in that costume when I was a child. <laughs> I was too young to have this kind of feelings, but I probably would too. I think yeah, I was five years old. It came out, I think, yeah. So Green Lantern, you guys. Comic podcast. Let's talk about it. Uh... Also, in Batman Returns, uh, if you start watching Always Sunny, you'll appreciate it more because uh, Danny DeVito is basically reprising his role as Oswald Cobblepot at this point in the series. Uh so he's just spitting up black goo and <laughs> going around with flippers. He, he I, I love the progression. Like at the beginning, he shows up and is like a totally respectable member of society and just slowly spirals into like a monster person. Well, that's it's like every great. show, though. Like every show, like the characters get, nope. you know, like one thing about them gets like hits with audiences and then it just gets. I can see it if you put it that way, but no, I don't recall ever seeing a character spiral out and just continue the spiral for like eight years. Yeah, watch that show. <laughs> Did you see the uh, Jim Carrey Saturday Night Live? Oh, uh, no, I didn't. Like three weeks ago? No? No, I missed it. That's fair. It's not great. But there is a, a part where, um, kind of a bad sketch, where he has like a family reunion, like a Jim Carrey family reunion. And it's him like meeting all his different characters, like played by different people in the cast, uh, which is pretty good. Cause you know, I'm sure he like looks down on the mask and dumb and dumber and whatnot. But uh, there's one part of the very end where they do like a family photo and like all these other people jump out. And one of them is dressed like his character from Batman forever. And I did laugh <laughs> that he, that he at least was able to acknowledge that he was, he was the Riddler of Batman forever. Yeah. Uh, that sounds kind of funny. It does sound funny. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more just a thing that happened. Did they do an In Living Color parody? 
<laughs> I was kind of waiting for that. No, no, I, I think Lauren Michaels is still sore about that. <laughs> they actually, like, now that they have, what, four people of color on the cast? I think four, I think, and two women, I think. Two men, yeah. Wait, three men? Well, two women, and they just added another another person of color. Is it five? I think three and two makes five, yeah. I'm not sure about that. Logan? I have no idea. Pull up that calculator you keep next to your computer. Okay, I've got a calculator out. What is three and two? What's five? Together, though. Together. What is it when you put them together? Five. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. sure about this. Something else I just recently watched was a Errol Morris documentary called Tabloid? it was so quiet i just wanted to see how long that could last (laughs) yeah tabloid it's all right it's like a documentary about uh errol morris the actor no errol morris the documentarian oh you ever seen any of his uh documentaries uh name me one I'm, i'm a kim ken burns guy but try me i think the best was the Gates of Heaven? Oh, you mean Heaven's Gate? Yeah, it's a great movie. No, Gates of Heaven. No, Gates of Nine. Heaven. I believe Nine. it's called. Yeah, 1978. Yes. It is about a... Uh, uh, it's a documentary about a pet cemetery. Ooh, and it, I'm spooked already. It's fucking great, though. And I don't know how much of this is him. And how much of it is just the people he lucked into documentarianizing. <laughs> documenting there's i've created a shorter word for that does someone at one point say sometimes dead is better no that's a slightly different thing that you're thinking right. of. wait what does slightly mean again not quite the same but similar oh it wasn't that then it was very okay. different anyways he he's made a ton of uh uh documentaries uh thin blue line that's another one i know how you guys love watching documentaries about uh, people going to jail for crimes that other people committed. That makes me so angry. At the end, like by the end, the the guy who committed the crime all but comes out and just says it flat out that like, yeah, that he did it. And I think he was on death row himself, but he just still didn't want like for a different crime. But he just he just wouldn't come out and say that he did it. If you were on death row, would you like be cool and be like, all right, I'm going to die anyway. Let me confess to all these other crimes so these other criminals can go free. I'd probably wait, do that. wait, crimes that you did or crimes that they did? No, crimes that like they like the other people in jail for crimes that they committed. I would be like, yeah, I did all that. I murdered that person. So you're saying you would be cool. Yeah. And by be cool, you mean let out a bunch of actual murderers. Because, listen, I'm going to die anyway. Why should these guys have to? You know, Why should other years? people not have to die? Exactly. At, at these murderers' hands. I mean, has no one ever done that? Like, listen, I'm about to die. I gotta, I, I, I'm gotta. scheduled to be executed tomorrow. Let me confess to a bunch of other stuff. I made a lot of friends in this jail, and I did all their crimes. Investigate it, but only after you kill me. So I don't have to answer questions. No, nobody's ever thought of that. Okay. Um, but yeah, Tabloid was kind of about this... Uh, I don't want to say crazy broad, but... You just did, Matt. Oh, no. Now you have a recording of it.
Gotcha. I don't know. It was a lady who, uh, it was uh, about a woman who a long time ago, either there was a case that was kind of before my time. She either abducted uh, this Mormon guy who was like sort of her fiance, I think. She either ab- uh, kidnapped him and like tied him up and raped him the, for a few days. Or uh, they both went off together and then uh, after a few days, they realized that they thought he had been abducted. And then when he went to like let somebody know that he wasn't abducted, he realized that the church would get mad at him and excommunicate him, him for banging this lady. So he lied and said that she raped him or whatever actually happened. Part of it seems like kind of a anti-Mormon. <laughs> like, for a while, there's just people talking shit about Mormonism. Uh, all right, cut out all the bit about uh, when I explained what tabloid is. I'm keeping the dead air in. Yeah, keep all the dead air. Okay. How long do you edit these episodes down? Like, what do you, how long are they? I mean, obviously, we don't want them to be too long, but the first couple of episodes, the first two in particular, I think are like almost two hours long or two hours long. <laughs> Do you guys want to put in like fake advertisements by like Audible and stuff? No. no. Go to audible.com and enter a passcode. This is the movie. Do you want for, to put in like uh, no percents off just interstitial uh, like rap album style skits? That's pretty good. Or you can just be like, <laughs> be pretty good. Or you can just be like us talking about nonsense, like the after we're done, and then just put it in the middle, like for a commercial break, and just us talking about nonsense. No, that's already in the middle. You don't need to do anything. <laughs> There's already a nougaty nonsense center. All right. Well, uh, what's the movie for next week, you guys? I think it's Matt's turn. Hey, Matt, pick that movie or whatever. Thank you, Logan. Uh, if you will indulge me for a moment, I want to try a thing. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> are you are you guys familiar with Max on Netflix? Oh, I love Max. I um like I think Max is dumb and I hate it, but at the same time I love it and I hope it never ever goes away. You know, Max the, is only for Max? the PS3, right? Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. That's the only way I watch Netflix most of the time. All right. Well, Max on Netflix on the PS3, the Sony Max. Uh, yeah. If you don't know. Max is there's a thing that it basically helps you pick a random movie and it comes on and asks you questions. And I'm kind of infatuated with that and that I think it's dumb and hate it and also love it. And like I said, I hope it never, ever goes away. (laughs) So I want to try like my own version of that, but like I don't want to get sued. So I'm going to call it Matt's Picks. Uh, All right, here, let's try this now. Uh, You guys, it's going to help you guys, you two guys there. Uh, pick a movie for next week because look I'm not gonna do the voting thing like that bullshit Kevin tried to do that one time because we we just had an election here and that did nothing for anybody all right (laughs) so I'm gonna do this instead yeah democracy get Matt's picks Hey, how's it going you guys I'm gonna help you pick a movie now or whatever you guys they're here now uh, I see you recently watched They Came Together. Mind telling me what you thought of it? Uh, four stars. Two. Oh, all right. Sounds good. Now let's play 
the game of names. I know I always ask you uh, what sort of movie you'd like to see, but now I'm going to ask you who you'd like to see. Would Alec you... Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. It's always Alec Baldwin is one It's of them. always Alec Baldwin. It is. <laughs> I'm glad to know that's not just me. That it assumes I'm infatuated with Alec Baldwin for some reason. Because also, Logan are... has no idea. You're doing a pretty good pastiche right now, but Logan has no idea the bit that you're <laughs> what we're talking about. No, I, I, I do. I saw Max once. One time. Okay, that's enough. You get it. <laughs> All right. The game of names. Who are you guys in the mood for? Paul Rudd or Paulie Shore? I mean, I Paulie Shore, obviously. Yeah, Paulie Shore. I, I Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. <laughs> Too late. You said Paulie Shore. Damn it! That was a joke answer. I thought this was Hollywood Squares. Too late. All right, I'll take the Paul Rudd one. Oh fuck you! <laughs> well, you both said it, and Dylan said it more times. So what am I gonna do? And louder. Wait, what? All right, re- no, we both said Paulie Shore. Re- retake it. Go again. Dylan, you're editing this. You can make yourself say whatever you said. Paulie Shore. Paul Rudd. <laughs> fucked up again. Paul Polly Rudd. I vote Polly Rudd as well. All right. A Rudhead, huh? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I think I've got just the movie for you. Bridesmaids. He was probably in that, right? Yeah. No. All right. Uh, all right. Well, that one didn't it didn't float your boat. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. I hope you'll give me another chance. I always do, Max. You never get it on my first chance. Not <laughs> Max. Or the second or third. Nope. Yeah, I'm Mats. Call me Mats. Max. All right. Well, I normally ask you who you want to watch, but how about I ask you what kind of movie you want to watch? I Would you like? That's... Oh. Sorry. No, there's choices. <laughs> this is a survey. There's choices. <laughs> Are you in the mood for watching the type of movie where nothing happens or a lot of crazy stuff happens? Or nothing happens. Nothing happens. Yeah, you both went with nothing. All right. <laughs> I got just the one for you. Drillbit Taylor. Cool. <laughs> Skip. All right. That one didn't float your winkle. Uh, how about the third time's a charm? Here we go. Uh, I normally ask you what kind of movie you'd want to watch or who you'd like to watch. Uh, how about I ask you what subject you'd like to see a movie about? Would you rather see a movie about the genocide of a large group of people or... The genocide of a medium group of people. Medium. Logan? Medium. <laughs> yeah. What he said. Medium? medium? Yeah, why not? All right. I think you'd like to watch The Limits of Control by Jim Jarmusch. Oh, boy. Oh. All right. Wait, are you on your PS3 right now? Those categories are crazy. <laughs> no. I actually did not want to pick that movie, but you guys, since both of you said you wanted to see a movie where nothing happened, I was like, all right, maybe I'll pick that. You were like, all right, yeah, if you're going to be assholes about it, fine. That's <laughs> what we're going to watch. All right, Whoop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it. Cut that out, Dylan. I'm going to pick a different one. Oh, the whole bit? Okay. 
No, <laughs> leave that in, please. Just for me. No, no one else will enjoy it, but I will. <laughs> no, I love your topical Max-related humor. It's so true. All right. Max never has anything anyone wants to watch. I my favorite game is to like when it picks a celebrity, like pick the movie that's going to show me. Because if it's Alec Baldwin, it's always Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, one hundred percent of the time. Is it really one hundred percent of the time for me? Ha- have you ever watched that? I need to. I know it's really good. It's like a mammoth. It's like one of the best ones. Yeah, it's uh, probably my favorite mammoth, but I'm not a huge mammoth fan. Hunting the mammoth. I liked uh, I liked David Mammoth when he evolved into Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> they both are very similar when he like pokemon evolved yep. into Aaron Sorkin's his next form do you think they would give david mammoth the the steve jobs film no that evolved <laughs> yeah to yeah stronger. that's a good point okay go boop, 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 boop. prince avalanche prince of the by snow david gordon green oh David Gordon Green uh, is somebody who I've actually kind of meant to explore his catalog more. Put this way. The first movie I ever saw of his was uh, George Washington, which I saw like way, way super long ago. I don't even really remember it that well. I just remember not caring for it. And the more recent movies I saw by him were um, uh, Pineapple Express and... Super <laughs> Did you almost say Super High Me? Damn it, I did. What does he know <laughs> the one I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, Your Highness. What a piece of garbage. Can we do that movie? I hate that movie. <laughs> I actually, like, that movie's terrible, but I kind of like it. Like, there's... <laughs> there's so, so good bad. stuff. It is, yeah. It's... That's a, see, okay, that's what I'm talking about. That's a waste of, like, a bunch of hilarious actors. It's just a complete, just, talent suck. There is funny stuff in there, though. I feel like that's kind of a good... Maybe a, maybe a good party movie where you're not really paying attention to it, but that you can kind of just get caught by some funny stuff that happens. Glow recommendation. Put this on when you're not paying attention. Also, he, he was um he was really uh uh he was very much involved in the um uh Eastbound and Down, which I love. Yeah, he he's like he's the guy that, that he he gave us Danny McBride, right? He like did the foot fist way and wait, did he? Yeah, I thought so. I thought he was the, he like discovered Danny McBride for for the rest of us. Oh, I didn't even know that. Like I said, I want to explore him more. Did you see the one where Seth Rogen is a is a mall cop? Wait, he didn't do that, did he? Pretty sure he did that. Observe and report. Pretty sure he did that. I don't yeah, think imagine, imagine getting that. a bunch of people for like, oh, we're going to watch a, a broad comedy with Seth Rogen. Like, oh, this is this is dark. I think I told Logan he should watch that, that I think he would like it. And he I was probably like, would. I think that's what he said. He said, I probably would, but I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Uh, let me see. I'm looking that up. No, it was directed by Jody Hill. And oh, written by Jody Hill. Jody Hill is foot fist away. I'm getting my director some pizza. Yeah, you are. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay. I didn't think he did no foot fist way. My bad. But yeah, so we'll check into that because uh, Eastbound and Down is like one of my favorite things <laughs> that has happened in recent times. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I don't know. Yep, it is pretty great. The first couple seasons are really good. The first couple? Ooh. All right, let's we'll wrap it up, Dylan. Make it easier for you. Just kind of say goodnight. 
All right. Well, that's our show. I can't wait to watch. Did we pick an actual movie? We yeah, did. You pick. picked up I don't remember. He, he picked Chris Avalanche. Yeah, All right. Chris Gavilan. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's our film for next week. Chris Gavilanche. Uh, I think Avalanche. that's Oh, Prince. Chris Avalanche. Prince Avalanche. Prince Gavilan. Prince Gavilan. Brought to you by Pringles. Uh, we'll... Prince Rush Avalanche. Out. All right. Prince Avalanche. Good that was night, the best everybody! Season. That was the best right. season of that show. All right, guys. <laughs> I'll see you next week. Maybe, or whatever we decide to put this on. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey, Let's Talk About That Movie or Whatever. If you enjoy the podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. It will help us out. If you'd like to write to us, you can email at HLTATMOW at Gmail. That HLTATMOW stands for, you guessed it, Hey, Let's Talk About That Movie on Whatever. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time. This podcast brought to you by new LeBron James Mix Flavor Sprite. Hey, this is LeBron James. Check out my new Sprite Mix. What makes it so special? It's got alcohol in it. Don't tell the cops, all right? Taste the Sprite.